persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are Ventura County's premier podcast. My name is Mambo, and we got your other host, Brian, in the building. What's up, Brian? What's up, Mambo? How you doing? Good uh, Good to be back at the yellow table, man. I, I feel like I took like about a month off. It was uh, great. Wifey is uh, one of these people that likes to celebrate all month, so uh, mm. it was it was a great uh, September for me and, and, uh, and the family. Yeah, that's good. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. And of course, uh, we continue to bring you weekly guests. Today, we have a Persistence Culture Local Business of the Month, Ricky Hernandez from uh, Tree Lounge Coffee. Welcome, uh, Ricky. Hey, thank you, Mambo. Brian. So uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Ricky. Where did you grow up at? Uh, I grew up in Oxnard, California, actually Rose Park. I was fortunate to move out at a very early age. Uh, we moved into uh, a neighborhood uh, west side of Oxnard, and I guess that's when I first met... Uh, White people, because <laughs> when you live in Colonia and <laughs> Rose Park, you know you think that's the world, you know? right? So it was a big shocker for us. Man, you know? I remember uh, I grew up in Santa Paula, and I remember my dad used to play Sunday league soccer. I was always in uh, Colonia, but uh, right there at the, yeah. at the by the projects. Yes, the uh, soccer fields. Yeah, yeah, the soccer fields, and I made a lot of friends during that time that I still, a lot of the, the guys I still talk to. And uh, uh, it's funny you mentioned Rose Park because some of those guys are actually from Rose Park. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a small world, man. Yeah. So uh, how did you end up at the at the Tree Lounge Coffee? Well, um, 2020, my son was taking his finals in bed. And I was like, this guy's ready for college? I don't think so. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, he wants to do business because I'm in business. So I decided to buy him a little coffee shop. And I treated that as more like college. Right. Wow. So I invested in the, like, instead of college, I invested in the coffee shop. Um, he's running it, showing him how the employees, payroll, um, how, to, how to increase your sales, everything, everything, hands-on. Um, so What an education, I feel like. Uh, he, okay, so yeah. I've been trying to get him to have a lot of confidence um, since he was like 12 years old. You know, mm. I really believe that confidence would take you a long way. Yeah. Education, yes. But you have the confidence, you, you'll do well in school. Right. Or you do well, whatever you do, you need the confidence. So that's what I'm building for, for my son. And now he's 20, and he has a lot of confidence. And that's good. So nice. when, when he walks in, a lot of people don't think he's 20. I think last year for Christmas, he got like wine and alcohol for beer for, for Christmas, not knowing that he was only 19 years old. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. He, and actually, my son's actually like 6'2". Six, six <laughs> He doesn't even look like me. He's like a giant. <laughs> you know, I'm like five seven. You know, maybe five eight with with heels on. <laughs> <laughs> Got the mom but, jeans or what? Yeah, right. But no, but yeah, my son's just like giant. So he looks like a big man, actually. So let me ask you this: you you wanted to teach your son this this side of uh, the business world? Did someone teach you, or did you wish someone was there to teach you? And that's why you're doing it with your son. Um, I taught myself um, when I was about. 32, 33. I was wanting to own my own business. Right. At 19 years old, I knew that school wasn't for me. And I fumbled into franchises. And franchises, they kind of teach you on what to do. Like follow our model and you'll be successful. Mm. So I wanted a subway. So every year, since I was 19, 20, I applied for a subway. And I would never got an answer back. It's like, what's going on? You know? So I met somebody who said, you got to go actually 
buy it from an owner. Mm. So as I'm selling this to uh, an owner that I, cause, oh, sorry, so I'm a UPS driver. So I'm delivering to a UPS store in Port Wainimi and I met the owner there and I was telling him about my subway dreams. He's like, you're a driver. You don't know anything about sandwiches. You should buy a UPS store. And I'm like, dude, you're right. He goes, <laughs> you should buy mine. I'm like, wait a minute, this is some type of trick. But as I'm talking to him, I decided to buy it, right? And the only reason why I bought it was because my girlfriend was the manager there. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I could keep my job. The manager could stay here and help me run it. She's my girlfriend and turned out to be my wife. Um, and then we, we bought the store. So I bought the store. I kept my job. And, you know, that was our, our, our very first store. I paid, I want to say, close to $50 to $80,000 more he charged me. And I didn't know because, you know, no one was teaching me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just had the illusion of having, having my own business. So that was the price that I had to pay. You know, wow. You know, so I, whatever, you know, but now the franchise liked me so much that now we're going on our fourth UPS store. Wow. Well, congratulations that's on amazing. that, man. Yeah. Hey, that's an amazing you. story. When you said that school wasn't for you and you wanted a business, what was that time frame like for you where you were like, made that decision? Cause I feel like, a, <laughs> you know, like during COVID, a lot of people get into that, like quit culture and they're like quitting their jobs and starting their like dream job. And they're like, why, why am I diving into like owning a business? What, what was your reason? Like, why, why did you decide school wasn't for you and you wanted oh, to own? School wasn't for me. I knew that at a very young age. Okay. <clears throat> and looking back, it was because my parents came from Mexico. Um, so I was the first child going to, well, yeah, me and my older brothers were going to school, but they were already um, older. They were like 10 years old and I was five. So they were already in, in grade school. So they were going in Spanish and speaking classes. My mom enrolled me in enrolled me in all speaking classes, and I started reading Spanish for three years. When I told my mom, "Mom, I don't read Spanish," you know, I talk <laughs> right. to you guys in English. All my friends speak Spanish. I mean, English. Mm -hmm. You're putting me in a Spanish class, right? So then, that's when they removed me and put me on a regular class in the same class with my brother, my little brother. So here I am. I felt like I was behind mm. because. My little brother is on the same reading level. Right. So right there, I felt stupid. So right there, I got discouraged because of the system. Or my mom wanted to know what's going on in the school system, so she's able to talk to the teacher, not knowing that's going to affect me. What age were you? Grade school. Kindergarten first, second. Mm, that, yeah, it's pretty formidable, though, those years, for yes, sure. Yes, yeah. of course. So then I got behind. By the time I was in sixth grade, I was the same level as my brother, and that mm. kind of just killed me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I felt like school's not for me, but I'm not dumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So are you, are you first generation here? Yes, first yeah. generation. And uh, your parents, uh, uh, what year did they, they, they came from Mexico? Yes. And what year did they? So I was born in 1971, so they were here in 1969. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two it's, years. So I'm, I'm, uh, I, I have a similar story like that, and it's, it's crazy how a lot of people here in our area are it, that, that grew up in this area, you know, with the fields and, and the orchards and everything here. It's a trip to see and meet, you know, different people from different cities here locally go through the same thing. Because I, I remember you, you saying that you just took me back to my grade school, uh, you know, put, getting put in ESL classes when I was like, man, I speak English. Yeah, right. <laughs> Why would, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I kind of have the same story as you. Like I was never a fan of school and I was more of a hands-on learner. And uh, that's the way I've always been. 
I mean, I, I, now I love podcasts. I love, uh, 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 you know, the YouTube stuff where you teach yourself at your own pace. And I'm a big fan of that now. I see some some people who had a, a, a lot of potential going to school, but they didn't do nothing. It, it, I feel like it has to be in you. And for you to say that you got how many how many UPS stores? Um, I have three going on four. That's uh, that's pretty amazing right there, man. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And and this is something that you you knew you wanted at you said nineteen when you wanted your own business. Well, I wasn't going to college, right? So I had to make my own money. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, okay, a Subway. I can I know how to make sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is yeah. that is that why you wanted a Subway? Yes, it's, it's that simple. You know, I'm seeing that that Jared guy. Yeah, it's like it's a sandwich. I can make a sandwich. I'll buy one of those. Right. You know, and uh, I ended up with the UPS store, and it worked out for me. And it's just kind of cool because. I delivered to that store, you know, Right. and my wife was the manager there. So now we're the owners now. So it's the whole story that I kind of like, you know, I, I bought the UPS store, the one that I delivered to, you know. How did the uh, Tree Lounge Coffee come about? My son. So your son. So just uh, two years ago, uh, my son was taking finals and he was taking finals. So your son's the one who actually runs runs the, the business or your your your. Oh, yeah. It's just coffee and treats. Okay. It's not that hard, you know. Customers come in, he knows how to make, he makes the best coffee. Dude, those, I could tell when he's mad at me, you know, <laughs> and when he's, when he loves me because I could Is taste. Is it decaf or what? No, no, the, our, our, our beans taste like chocolate, right? Mm. And it tastes so good. I have like three or four lattes a day. Uh, <laughs> but I could tell when it's my son's mad at me or when he makes it with love. I'm telling you, it's all a technique. Um, but no, but he's really good at making coffee. Um, he has so many friends. He does a wonderful job there. From the employees, everything. Mm. And what? Uh, what's your uh, your uh, favorite item from the from there? My favorite item for uh, just the lattes. The lattes, lo- but we do have matcha and turmeric and um, chai and teas and stuff like that. But for me, it's the latte. It's that. It's the, so we we serve beacon coffee. Mm. Um, beacon here is a local uh, brewer. So we so we use their beans there at uh. Uh, Tree Lunch Coffee. It's the best. So. Having the three UPSs, what made you want to get the coffee place and instead um, put your your son in like a UPS instead? He okay UPS a UPS store. There's a lot involved. You got mm. the, like the whole post office, UPS, different services, notary, shipping, faxing, mailboxes, complaints. When people come to the UPS store, they're not that really happy, you know. <laughs> It's true, man. You know, like I, you know, I come there kind of on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, I need this done. Why did it get there? So I wasn't sure if he was ready for that. You right. know. So I thought, that okay, lot, yeah. you know what? Coffee and desserts. You know, and it's not so much about making money. It's teaching him the business. And yes, we're we did increase the the coffee. So that place that we that we took over has been a coffee shop for the past like twenty five years. Now it's just a different name. Um, so it's just serving cop, good coffee and treats. And that's a very basic of business is uh, customer service. Yeah. So basically I'm teaching him how to sell himself. Right. So, so are you a part of the day-to-day operations at, at the, the stores too? Or? Um, I just go there for the lattes and <laughs> just to hang out with my son, to hey, be man, honest with you. That's the because best. Because sometimes he's like, okay, dad, do you have to be here all the time? And I'm like... <laughs> 
<laughs> so no, I don't have to be there. But what else am I going to do? Yeah. My, my UPS stories, I have three. So I have a district manager that manages all the stories. And then if something goes on, like something happens, my wife is the next one. Mm. And then actually I'm divorced. So she oh. say my ex-wife now. Right. So they, they, they call her and they only call me if I need to fire somebody. Oh, so you that you come in and be the bad guy, man? Yeah. Well, because I know how to talk to people. <laughs> hey, you know, so I, I I don't really fire them. They pretty much leave. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. gotcha. And um, that doesn't happen. They want to leave. Yeah, after after uh, I walk in, like, <laughs> so like, can I leave now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But basically, that happened maybe twice, maybe yeah. three times. So yeah. we got good good employees. Um, so basically, I just find things to do when I wake up. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I actually want to get back to that, that first UPS store. You said you were working 60 hours as a UPS driver. How did you balance owning a store and driving at the same time? Was it just like the help of your girlfriend, wife yes. at the time? Okay. Yes. But then as, as, as you got more, yeah, I got more involved and then we got another one. We, we couldn't do it. So that's why we brought in more help. Mm. Um, and I kept my job. And then I started driving for the driving the semis for UPS. Yeah, and that was graveyard. So sometimes I would go in at three o'clock, get off at midnight, go home, sleep, get up at nine, go help my wife at the stores till you know. So I go go to work at three. Yeah, go to work for you know ten, twelve hours, come home, sleep, and do it for the next. Was 12. was the grind a necessity, or was it just something that you wanted to do? Like, well, at first, yeah, you have to be successful first before you make a dollar. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to be successful. So we, I have to go to work still. I have to go to work. I do the grind. And then we were successful. So I had a chance to leave UPS, but I've been there for so long. I was so close to, re- to get my, my pension. So my goal was to retire before I turned 50. And if I did that, I was able to keep my pension, my 401k plan, and my health insurance. Right. So I have health insurance until, and that's big for me. Yeah. So I kept on working just to reach those um goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when I did leave U- UPS, I would have a good pension and um, health benefits. Yeah. Working that, that, that many hours, did you have like a social life at all? Hmm. I mean, being, being, being even, 19 and even thinking- now, no, that's what I'm saying. Being 19, right. I should say I was blessed being a father at actually 16. <laughs> oh, so you were a young, young dad. Oh, 16. Yeah, yeah. I was 16 and pregnant, but there was no TV show. You know, <laughs> that was me. I, I sounded like those people. Like I thought I knew everything, but I didn't. No, I, I was 16. I, I just felt like I needed more than just. Uh, I always look back at all the jobs I've had and they've all been fun. Like a lot of it has to do with, uh, you know, being out at the nightclubs. Yes. Yeah, and so having a, a kid, at a young age, it makes you grow up a, a yeah. lot. And then having a father like I had, you know, it's like, you're going to pay child support now, you know, you're going to raise. So he made me the dad that I am right now. Right. So no, it, it made me grow up fast. So when you say social life, no, I, even now that I'm single, I feel like I don't have a social life because <laughs> I, I don't know how to have a social life. Like all I do is, like I said, uh, we're working on a dispensary. Uh, we're working on delivery. Um, we're opening up another coffee shop. Next 2024 in March, our fourth UPS store is going to open at the collection wow. next to Chick-fil-A, I think it is, and Starbucks. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right off the freeway. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm busy, but I keep myself busy, you know. Yeah. That's crazy that you mentioned you wanted a subway and and here you are with up, about to have your fourth UPS store, the coffee shop, and then you mentioned a dispensary. How does how did that come into play? 
for the, you. The suspensories? Okay. <laughs> At that time, I was um, watching, I forgot, uh, Discovery Channel, they were talking about the Green Rush. Right. And at the time, me and my wife would order from Tree Factory. And I was telling my wife at the time, how can we get this for free? Like, you know, it's a green rush. Like, how can we, how can we get into it so we can get this product for free? She told me, talk to our box holder, Keith. So that night, I went with her to help her with the UPS stories. And here comes Keith. <laughs> and I just asked him. He goes, yeah, you know, I could get you in. And I invested in uh, opening up the third dispensary in Lompoc. Um, so I was, I own, I owned a license in Lompoc. Um, that team, of course, I felt like they just wanted my money. Right. And they got my money. <laughs> and I, again, I set up a table for them, gave them my, my money and they pretty much put me aside, which I didn't like. And instead of getting angry, you know, I decided to go after Oxnard. So I decided to get my own team and I met Tree Factory and through however it happened, I was blessed to meet uh, David and Angel we, uh, so I joined partners with Tree Factory, and then we went after Oxnard license, and we got it. We bought the building off of Best Buy, right next to Best Buy, and we bought that building, and we got the license. Yeah, so I, so Oxnard came out of just frustration because somebody kicked me out of um, Lompoc. <laughs> so how did you end up in Lompoc? Was that, was that uh, like- Keith. Keith was the one who goes, hey, I'll, I'll bring you into the cannabis business. So he did, but they needed my money to buy that building. Wow. So I invested money, they got the building, they kind of kicked me out. But I made a deal with them where now I own more shares in Oxnard. That's why I, I own more shares in Oxnard because I did some some switching, which I'm glad I did. So I'm no longer part of Lompoc. Now I'm just Oxnard and Wainini. Wow. And is that something that that you wanted to get into just from watching it on TV? Just because I wanted to get marijuana <laughs> for free. <laughs> and to this day, I still pay for it, but at a discount, which I'm, which I'm good. But all, with all the money that I invested already, <laughs> fuck. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Okay, you're good. good. Yeah. But I, it should have been free, you know? Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why my wife left me, to be honest with you. Just grabbing money on my adventures. She's not like me. I'm like, I'll make it up, a promise, you yeah. know? But no, things are going good. Things are going good. So are you are you a risk taker when it comes to things like that? Like you like to take chances. Well, yes, yes and no. Yes, because I I hate to say this. Okay, success is the worst enemy that you could have, because when you think you have everything going for yourself, that's when no, that's when it gets you and you lose everything. Mm. So so far I haven't got there yet. So when you say risk, I I haven't lost yet. So I'm yes. What's your finish line? Like where, mm, yeah, because, okay, that's what my mom told me. <laughs> oh, I goes, aren't you happy with what you have already? And I'm like, yes, but I'm having, fun. like, do you see me sitting down be- like on the beach for a year? Like after. No, you're too active. Yeah. You're too you know, active. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I'm getting older, but. I'm it just not looks that like you're old. having fun. You came, yeah. in, you came in, I'm like, I met so work? many people. Yeah. I mean, I met millionaires, billionaires. Yeah. And everybody in between. And it's so, it just, it's just great. It just, it, I'm sitting here with Mambo. Yeah, who would have said a UPS driver would be with Mumbo? You know, That's surreal, right? So yeah. it's just I know a lot of UPS drivers. Uh, yeah, so I'm just you know with the flow, man, yeah, and, and that, yeah. I'm just enjoying it. I'm working out now. I used to have a pot belly. I, I want to work out my my gut, and persistence is like a, a savior for me. How I did how it. did you end up with the persistence culture family? Like, how did you end up at the gym? Well, I was just telling a friend that I don't ever want anybody to leave me no more. You know, so they go get fit. You know. Get your body, get your mind, and get your finances, you know, squared out. So I had everything that set the fitness. 
So that's why I started coming. Wow. And it, it really helped. It's crazy. He just puts his head down and just goes for it. It's like, you're, I want a subway. Okay, cool. And then you get four UPSs. Like, <laughs> this is all these blessings in disguise that, like, you've just turned into gold, no, you know? It's honestly, crazy. it's, yeah, Oxnard's big. Yeah. When I actually look, okay, so this is what, it, it, yeah, it's Oxnard. Who would have guessed us getting a license in Oxnard mm-hmm. and getting the biggest building in Oxnard for that, a dispensary? It's a huge building right next to Best Buy. So yeah. if everything works out, we're going to have another coffee shop in there. We're going to have a podcast in there, mm-hmm. an educational room. We're going to have an, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a gym for the employees. We already have uh, showers built there for the gym. So it's a, it's a place that I'm trying can, to create. Yeah, can you even like... If you had to say, oh, it's going to look like this, could you even like point out to something or is it something one of a kind like that doesn't exist already? Well, I had the building appraise through cannabis appraisals. And the last guy that came through my building said it was the second most impressive cannabis project that he's seen. He's never seen anything like this. This big off the freeway with all the amenities that that we have. Yeah, it sounds big, man. Oh, yeah. Sounds like, like a pl- sounds like a playground, dude. Really, it's <laughs> gonna be you know, and it, it was created by you know Tree Factory. Tree yeah. Factory, I gotta get credit for them. They design a beautiful dispensary. I was uh, listening to a podcast of fellow uh, radio DJ. He he interviewed uh, the guy from Cookies Bur- Burner mm. from from the Bay, and they they have uh, they were talking about like a compound that he has very similar, where he's you know pretty much building his dreams, like like kind of the exact way you kind of mentioned it. But I think he's going after more of like building his own media channel. So, mm. you know, when it comes to shows and, and content and everything. So it's it's so dope how the world is changing from what, mm-hmm. you know, we're used to. Like, you know, people still trip out on, on uh, you know, Netflix and Hulu and all these other things that we get our content from. But uh, I think I think the media world is, is going to get crazier with AI and all that stuff that's out there now. I agree. Yeah. I think for the way you're mentioning the building, it's like, I'm excited to go in there and check it out. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I mean, all the walls are up. Yeah. All we need is the finishes. We're about two months from getting the doors open. The only thing that's keeping us is just money <laughs> yeah. and lawsuits. And, <laughs> uh, you name it, you know. you know. And, and I get it. If, if you're doing something right, that's what you're the lawsuits. You're going to have haters, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Of, you know. Yeah. So, the, you know, people want what, what, what we have, and um, that makes it that more special for me. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, without, without name-dropping, like, like people or, or anything like that, like, I feel like, you know, I grew up in this area, and I've seen people come from nothing and make, make good for themselves. There's always that old money that, from the area that wants to stop you know, the, the new generation, so the new families from really succeeding. Yeah. Do you guys run into those type of uh, problems without oh. naming names or anything? Oh, yes. I mean, I could give you a story. My dad was a busboy, and then he was a cook, and then he was a chef, and then he was the host for a restaurant called Loop's Restaurant. I don't know if you remember Loop's Restaurant. Yeah, I remember Loop's. They were all over. Yeah. There's like 10 of them. There were at Thousand Oaks Mall, everywhere, Esplanade Mall, yeah. everywhere. My dad was the one opening up all those restaurants for this for this family. As he got older, he started selling up his restaurants. And my dad wanted to buy the one that he started, which wasn't the one in Montalvo. Okay. The hotel. So the owner goes, don't worry about it, George. I'll sell it to you. So he sold, he, he had that one for the very last. And, and at the last minute, he goes, George, I can't sell it to you. You're my bus boy. How is that going to look? Wow. wow. 
And I think that's why mm-hmm. my dad doesn't want, he's so worried about me going into business because he got hurt. Yeah. And the same thing that happened to him is happening to us now mm. with the dispensary. Wow. Same story. It's like, man, it's like history repeats itself. Yeah. Did your dad, did your dad give up at that point in, in trying to get his own business? Yeah. He stopped. Yeah. Cause um, there was that restaurant, uh, Yolanda's remember Yolanda's at yeah. Center Point mall. There was that yeah, restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Is it still there? Or I don't know what it is now. Is it, is it still Yolanda's? I'm not too sure. But I remember yeah. they were going to buy that restaurant and turn it into their own restaurant. And I think last minute my dad got cold feet because of what happened to him. Dang. Wow. It sounds like you need to open up a restaurant at this dispensary <laughs> and then have your dad come in and, and just own it. Well, I, I mean, That'd be dope. I wanted, I'd go to, eat there. I, I wanted to name a cafe. Before the coffee shop, I wanted to open a, a breakfast cafe because, you know, my dad, the restaurant, my uncles are in a restaurant and call it Georgie's Cafe. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my dad's name is George. But yeah, I thought about that. But what if I name a strain out of my dad's name? Hey, there you go. Georgie's OG. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, your 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 dad, uh, he never got into business or anything. No, no. Uh, the matter of fact, when I told him I was going to open up my second business, he's like, uh, "What do you think you're going to be a millionaire? The only people who are millionaires are doctors, lawyers, and athletes." And you're not, and you're none of those. Damn. So fire like, fire uh, under you, right? Like, hey, dad, weren't you there when they said, si se puede? Like, <laughs> weren't you there, dad? So no, my dad was one of my, I shouldn't say hater, but he was the more cautious, like, don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. Now. Your biggest fan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I go, dad, should I do this? He goes, yeah, your foundation's already set, set up. Yeah. It's funny. My grandpa was, I, I, I'll call him my biggest hater when I used to DJ. And, you know, it got to a point where I was a young dad, too, at uh, 18. And uh, my grandpa used to say, like, get a real job now. Like, you know, you're what do you think you're going to that's going to pay the bills when when I turn it into a career. And, you know, he was still alive when uh, he became a fan. Yeah. And it was like the greatest feeling for him to ask me for stickers. And, hey, do you have an extra hat? Right. So so to me, it's like uh, he was a field worker forever for his entire life. To me, it's like uh, it's up to me to set it up for, you know, our kids, our grandkids. So for you not to not to stop like your dad did, I kind of feel like, you know, it's up to us to raise the bar for our kids and our grandkids. So, yeah, because if my dad teaches this is the farthest you could get. Then I teach my son, son, that's the farthest you could get. And then our generation stops. So it does take one of us to show our generation that. Si se puede, yep. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, and, that's, and that's my passion. My passion is not, well, I guess my passion is more teaching these young Mexican kids, Hispanic kids, Latinos, people who, who have parents who come here. And when they're here, they put their heads down because they're either embarrassed or they're just working hard. They're not. So, and the kids, those are hit their, their leaders. Yeah. And if their leaders are scared or don't have that confidence, then the kids don't have confidence. I just want to teach those kids confidence. Yeah. Like I said, confidence goes a long ways. I don't care where you're from. Yeah. Or you, if you have money or not, it's confidence. And that's what I want to give back to the, the, uh, the community. This is confidence. Okay. For, 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 for example, I redid my, my bathroom. A guy comes, Hispanic guy, barely knows how to speak English. He's a plumber. I buy all the parts. He tries to me twelve hundred dollars. I'm like, what? <laughs> he has a trade. Yeah. He knows how to do something. I told my son, "You're going to be a plumber." You know, and I had the the the, the electrical guy. Same thing. 
Hispanic guy, Spanish guy, whatever, hustler, $1,000. I'm like, holy crap, these people make good. If you have a trait and these people had confidence, I'm thinking this is what we should be teaching our, our kids in school. The kids who do not fit that profile of college. No, there's, there's jobs here that pay really well. And you could invest in yourself versus investing in college if that's not for you. And yeah. that's what I want to teach these kids. Have you thought about setting up like a more formal like mentorship there or like getting into like uh, how you could form that into like a program for like people that are interested in that or something like, you know? Um, that's what the Oxnard was going to be. We have the educational room mm. and that's going to be not over 21. So, it's be, so that's where I wanted to do it at. In Oxnard, okay. right, right there at the heart of Oxnard, off the freeway, yeah, Rose Parks, right there. You know, it's like someone told me, like you grew up, you grew up in Rose Park, and now you own a building off of Rose next to a 500 Fortune uh, company, Best Buy. Yeah. Well, that's the way you said it. Sounds pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that. Yeah. But no, I mean, people say that not hope, but yeah, I think what, what I did is 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 pretty cool. I guess. Uh, I never, never thought about it, but, you know, it does give people, you know, like if he could do it, then I could do it, yeah. you know, and that's what, what I want, like my son. Yeah, and I, I think that's very important, especially in, in you know, in, a, in the 805 community, just because, uh, you know, everyone either knows what they're going to do or, or especially here in the 805, you could go down the wrong, wrong path and people doubt you right away. You coming from Rose Park, I've shared my story with a lot of young kids and they all trip out when I say, because I, I went to juvenile hall. So when when they look at, at something like that, it, it teaches them and shows them like, yo, like just because you screw up doesn't mean that that's it for you. Like, you know, you you could still follow your dreams and do do what you want to do. Yeah, that F that you got does not determine if you're going to be successful yeah. in life, you know. And I always tell people, it's not so much what people say about you. It's what you say, what you think about yourself that's more important. It's what you think because what you think is going to keep you from your destiny. Yeah. You know, it's not other people telling you. It's what you think about yourself. I think, too, like you mentioned uh, your pops, like, you know, trying to get the business and he, he kind of gave up because he was embarrassed. Like, I think uh, uh, for you and I, like, you know, we've been in that situation, I'm pretty sure, hundreds <laughs> of times. And we kind of just like, you know, brush our shoulders and I'm going to show you I'm going to be able to do it. So it's it's cool that 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 you mentioned that you want to you want a kid to see you and say hey if he could do it I could do it. That's the greatest mentorship I think too how you mentioned like are you guys going to have you know something like that but doing it and watching people see you do it I think that shows a lot especially here in 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 the 805. I I agree. I think um more young kids need people like us. Right. And not so much like me. I, I, I just talk, right? I just don't know how to do what, what you said. Get this group together. Um, talk to them. Show them another path. Uh, mentoring these, these young kids. I just don't know how to do that. And yeah. especially when you look at what I'm doing, I think once I'm done, I think that's something that I would want to do. Well, I think that's a, this is a first great step, like just getting your, your story out there yeah, out through a podcast, you know, and just like talking about this, talking about where you came from and like going through the, the hard times of like, oh, I didn't get what, I, like people stop at that subway. I didn't get a subway. Oh man, I didn't get subway. Dang it. I guess I'm just going to be a UPS driver the rest of my life. Like people are okay with that. And that's what a lot of people end up doing. They don't turn that and then go for owning four UPSs, <laughs> owning a dispenser, owning a 
coffee shop that you can give to your son. Like, dude, you just like multiplied uh, like a dead end, you know, like no one does that. And you know, what's funny is, is when, <clears throat> when you got here, when you, when, when uh, Brian, when you got here, you asked me, how's it going? And, and the first thing I did was, was complain about all this shit I have going on. And then to see uh, you, Ricky, walk in and change the vibes in the room and your energy and what you got going on, I was like, yo, I need to shut the fuck up. And 100%. And yeah. And okay. Put me in check, dude. Okay I, I don't, okay. I don't do much. I mean, the stories are run by themselves. You know, I, I, I just put the people in there, you know. But I think you found your 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 niche where you're yeah, just yeah, like, I, you I have endless energy in this, like, sector where you what can did just I, go. And what like, did I tell it doesn't you? feel like anything, right? What did I tell you about my time, like, right before we he, he got here? Oh, yeah. You were like... Uh, you were like sixty hours. How did he do that? Yeah. You were like, uh, I, I forget what I exactly said. I need to. Said. I need to manage my time right, better. because yeah. my I'm horrible at time That's management. What I tell my son, I go, I did this in sixty hours. You you only work six hours a, a day. He could do more. Yeah. So now he's at the gym and everything. No, but um, I guess you're right. I, I do. I, I do enjoy getting these UPS stories. I enjoy getting employees. I enjoy seeing the employees get happy about coming to their job, working right. for me. I try to be yeah. a good boss and. Um, I think that's what gets me exciting is just my employees. What do you think your unfair advantage is as like, I mean, obviously you don't get this from luck. Maybe the first time it was like you kind of stumbled upon an opportunity and like you fell into the UPS. It could have failed. You know, you could have not made it happen, but now you have four and now you have multiple businesses. What, what do you think your unfair advantage is as a business owner or just you as a person that set you from, you know, Ricky, the guy who was just doing a, his UPS line to now Ricky, who's multi-business owner. I had to learn it by myself. Mm. And I did it in a very later on in life. I started this when I was probably like 32, 33. And then in 10 years, I was like, okay, wow, that's that was pretty cool. So th what I'm teaching my son is if you put your head down and just do what you need to do, you can make enough money in 10 years you could retire in 10 years because if I did it from 30 to, you know, 35 to 45, mm -hmm. then I'll teach you how to do it. So my disadvantage, I think, was I had to learn it by myself. I, I started kind of late. I kind of wish I would have, you know, 18, 20, right. 22. But no, I'm, I think that's the only disadvantage was I didn't have a background for this. Okay, so I, that's that answers one question. I was thinking, like, what is your unfair advantage where, like, you are so good at this one thing? Mm -hmm so good that sets you apart from every everyone else that makes you like oh dude i mean, I mean like it sounds like you can talk like you yeah i mean like you, i like to talk you, right? it sounds so, like you like to talk so and like if, you can if people you can, like you you can vibe with the room right with you. yeah right yeah so if i meet people who have money they want to do business with me and that's where so yeah so i, I talk to a lot of people and um you just make stuff happen, really. It sounds connect, like it, yeah. yeah. Well, with the UPS stores, that's just you know that's just me and, and now my my ex wife. That's that's like easy, you know. They 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 call us and they ask us, you want to open up a store? My my ex wife says no, and I'm saying yes. <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, she's my ex. -wife. It wasn't always that easy. I guess I'm just thinking no, for like for me, I felt like it was that okay. easy. You okay. Okay. Because we did so well. Yeah. We we did so well that that they always call us for more. Gotcha. For more stores, I'm. I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna dig, dude, because that's what I do. So <laughs> yeah, please, please, <laughs> All right, please. So I, okay, so I'm talking before you got offered an an, an a dish, another UPS. Okay, you're you're running your line and you're 
you have that initial UPS, you got to hit some like hard times, I'm sure. I mean, like time management, yes, everybody kind of goes through that. But like, what was your like, fuck, I don't think I could do this anymore. Like, I got this. Oh. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what what was your like hurdle, biggest hurdle when you were like, are you saying it's just you're shaking your head? No, you don't have video. So I want everybody no, to know. No, no, like, I, I, I like, like even to this day, yeah. um, I wake up with no alarm. Just, I got things to do. Mm. <laughs> you know, I get, I get up and I have my, my, my routine and I wake up before my alarm. So, so, like I said, so far, everything that, so somebody told me that I'm the Midas because everything that I touch turns into gold. And when they say that, I get kind of nervous because am I going to fail pretty soon? So I feel like, no, I haven't reached the point where, what you said, could I continue? My way of saying is, if it continue, I get more businesses. Therefore, I have a little bit more income. Therefore, I'm able to leave more for my family when I... Because the whole thing is, it's not what, what you take with, is what you're going to leave behind for your next generation. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, for example, if my, son is, if my grandson decides to be a doctor, right. well, guess what? We have money for that Yeah. Now. You know, you don't have to go to work. Concentrate on your goals. So what I'm doing is not for me. Look at the way I dress, you know. It's, <laughs> you know, I'm just, you know, it's it's for what I'm going to leave behind for my kids. So what drives you is your, your family, your kids. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. Especially now. I'll put, I'll put gas, $7. Like, what the heck mm-hmm. is going on? <laughs> right. You know, and if it's hurting me, it's going to hurt my kids. It's right. hurt. So it's like, if I'm able to do it for my family, why not? You know? Yeah, yeah. So when you say... You know, when am I going to stop and sit by, by the beach? I don't know. That's not that's not you, right? Like just chilling, uh, relaxing. If I could, yeah, I I could do it for a week or two, but after that, okay. What else? What else? It just sounds like up? it's your nature. Yeah, it's in your nature to be busybody. Like I, you, I, you I need to enjoy move. It. And, I really yeah. enjoy. It. Maybe that's why I don't have a social life. It's kind of sad, but this no. is this is the social life. This, you know what? Like, yeah, yeah, I kind of like you it. You make yeah. business social, so it's it's fun for you. It sounds like yeah. I think your energy too. Like I said, like when. Right before you walked in, we were both we were slumping, semi complaining about like little yeah, little stuff. Here, get this over with. No, no, no. It was <laughs> it was just like, like it, it was like just that. like how's your day? How's your work going? And I started you know complaining about little shit at work and the project. And then he said he's been busy. And then we brought up the time management. And then you came in and your energy was just on point. And then when you you know we were going through your bio and seeing everything you've done, and. Like I said, like your story is very similar to mine, but you know, like you mentioned the mentoring of the kids, you mentioned your businesses, you mentioned how you want to keep going. And then you mentioned how we're doing all this for our kids, our grandkids. And it just changed the energy like completely. Now, now I'm hyped to go to other stuff just from doing this podcast. And you don't see, like you, you said it yourself, like, I don't know how to do that, but you are doing it just, just by just, just talking, by talking. You yeah. you you pump me up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that that you said that because um, so I, we got lucky ten years ago. We bought a foreclosure in Oxnard, bought the golf course, uh, and it was it had a pool and a jacuzzi. So my son, we invite all his friends over swimming, whatever, and we'll be in the jacuzzi, and he'll say, "Dad." Talk to my friends. I go, about what? Anything. Pump them up. I'm like, what are you talking about? Pump them up. And now that you're saying that, I guess it is the energy that I just there yeah. talking to them. And, you know, yeah. then when I started talking to them, they get all hyped up, you know. And so thank you for that. Yeah, no, and that's all it takes. I mean, there's there's uh, coaches that a lot of athletes remember mm-hmm. because of the way they talk to people, the way they pump them up. 
the way they changed the energy in the room. And uh, I felt it. And, oh, thank you. You yeah. know, and, and when you walked in and I feel it uh, even more just having this conversation on, on the podcast today. So again, uh, my son told me that no one else told me that. So by you saying that, uh, Mambo, thank you. No, no, it's, I mean, I'm only, I'm only talking facts because <laughs> it's, because, yeah. uh, again, he'll, he'll put the stamp on it. How okay. you see how I, <laughs> how I say, it, I want to give uh, people more confidence mm-hmm. because sometimes I like confidence. Yeah. Like I, sometimes I don't feel that way. Yeah. You know? And I need somebody like you sometimes to give me the confidence. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, it I think, both ways. yeah. And I think, I think sometimes, I mean, at least with the way I grew up, you couldn't say that to another man without you know, them, you know, the other group of friends capping on you or talking shit to you or, or saying something. Right, right, right. And, you know, but now as a grown man, you know, I'm able to say and, and you know, you know, thank you for, for pumping me up. You don't know what you did just by having this conversation because, uh, you know, sometimes you never know what someone's going through and a simple conversation can change that person's oh, day around. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really hoping this podcast does that for a lot of people. So maybe we should have you here more, bro, because you yeah, <laughs> you changed my energy for sure. Yeah. So what's next for you, man? Uh, uh, are you still going to want to get that that Subway franchise? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, brown, and I'm going for more Brown stars. UPS. So my so my nickname is Brown Boy because I work I work for UPS. Right. You know I own UPS stores, and of course I have a brown skin. You know. <laughs> So they call me Brown Boy, which yeah, I saw that on your email. I was like, oh, maybe that'll come up in the. It's so that's why it's, it's Brown Boy. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I know a, a rapper by that name, Brown Boy. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, and I said, oh, Brown Boy. <laughs> so then I, I started a, a um, IG saying Brown Boy turning into Green Boy because I got uh, into the marijuana business. Okay. okay. So what's next? Um, so the coffee shop. So um, we're 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 doing a delivery service. Um, hopefully out of the coffee shop, meaning that. Hopefully in the next two weeks or so, you'll be able to order your product from the delivery called Herbie's. Okay. And then you need an address for us to deliver. You can use the coffee shop and we'll deliver your product at the coffee shop while you sit down and enjoy a latte. And you'll get your product after you get there within four minutes and 20 seconds Hmm. or your next latte is free. Nice. So as soon as you get there, you tell the driver, I'm here. Um, The driver has four minutes to get to the coffee shop and deliver your product. Wow, that's quick. So instead of you driving all the way to um, Wainimi or Oxnard, uh, and you're in Camarillo, or, and we're off, we're off the freeway, so you're driving by and just put in your order, stop in, get your coffee and your product, and you're out, out to go. You know? So that's the concept, and I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be pretty popular. And then if that happens, then we're going to open up more coffee shops. How much have you seen that that world change, uh, the dispensary uh, world in in the last, uh, let's say, ten years? Well, because I, I I mean I see what the some of the cities, even Ventura. Well, all I know is when a dispensary comes in into a city, the opioid problem drops dramatically. Nice, yeah. You know, so it, it helps people. And then okay, when like our our holiday four twenty, right? You don't see anybody being pulled over for getting high. It's not. It's not like like alcohol. Right. So a lot of I be, I believe our industry is being more recognized as more of a health versus of of a product that gets you high. Right. You know, because it actually cures a lot of diseases. You know, um, so it, it's very beneficial. So I really think the industry has changed where more people are being accepted of people using mar- marijuana. 
I was uh, I was about to share uh, my my experience. Uh, uh, Brian asked me if I smoke, and I said, um, "Not really." But uh, the last time I I tried it, it was years ago. I I cried in my car, <laughs> and that's because that's, been that's really that, good, man. That's when I knew, like, man, this shit is different now. <laughs> Wait, did you cry because it, it it got your emotions going? I don't know why I cried. I still think back to that moment and say, like, why was I crying? <laughs> but I know I know how much the product has changed. You know, I come from the era where you got the Mexican dirt weed and with a bunch of seeds and, and all that. Seeds, save it for, 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 yeah, I got you. No, see, I didn't do that. I didn't start smoking until, well, my daughter started smoking marijuana. I got really upset with her. She's all, do your research, Dad. I'm like, I mean, research is a drug. <laughs> And then my girlfriend, uh, my ex-wife, you know, at the time, was smoking marijuana. I'm like, you can't smoke marijuana. My daughter smokes marijuana. So I made her stop, you know. So I was just like, you know. And then one day, she's like, you want to get high? I'm like, sure. And I was like 30-some years old, you know. And that's when I first started smoking. So I started smoking the top shit. Right. Not the, mm -hmm. you know, the bottom oh, stuff. Okay. So, yeah, it's, I, I assume it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. But, no, I... I'm a, you know, I smoke every day. I, I smoke before I smoke. <laughs> so, so, uh, the world I come from is the radio world and, uh, we're, we're regulated by, by the federal, the FCC. So it's hard to, I always get approach for either an endorsement or, you know, working with, with someone with their product, but I can't, do you see that changing in the future? Well, it's changing in the army. It's changing in the, in the sports. Um, it's changing for, I believe, the truck driver. So for, for myself, I, I drove for UPS. I drove the big rigs. And I'm glad I retired. They can't fire me for this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I would get drug tested, you know. And I'll walk in and go, okay, Rick, you got to go get tested. I'm like, okay. And I will pass every single time. And I was high every single time. <laughs> <laughs> So I, 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 I would take, okay, so I would deliver at the outlets here in Camarillo. And, you know, it's a physical job. I would deliver like, you know, 800 boxes, you know, I hustle and then I would have like a two hour break. Well, when my break, you know, I will park my semi and light up a joint and walk and smoke marijuana on the clock. And I will get tested every, so often. And how I, sorry, I keep hitting the mic. No, you're every good. single time I got tested, you know. I had fake piss. You go to Salzer's, they saw the fake piss, and I would always carry a backpack. Stop giving away the secret, Ricky. <laughs> well, everybody knows about it, you know? The first time I was super nervous because, you know, the, you got to pour it in the cup, you know, you're shaking. But by the 10th time, you're flirting with the, with the nurse, you're all like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, see you guys. Yeah, I... It was pretty scary. But, but it's, it's, it's crazy because I think we, like you mentioned earlier, we come from a generation... Where, I mean, you think now, you know, people go to their lunch and they'll have a margarita, they'll have a, a, a beer yeah. and they go back to work and, and function. So I, now we're at a different time. So I could see like, even though we come from a generation where they told us marijuana is bad and all this, it's, it's, it's turned into a business. And I think as long as the government's getting their cut, they're going to get more. And to be honest with you, I don't drink at all, at all. I don't drink beer, I don't drink wine, but I smoke. Um, I, I prefer my family smoking than drinking. Alcohol right. is the worst drug ever. So, um, no, I, I, uh, I, I really, really feel that 
marijuana should take over the alcohol business because it gives the same effect, but you're more functional. You're more functional mm-hmm. under marijuana. Yeah. So, Mambo, if you could use, you don't smoke at all then because all that stuff, right? Because you get tested and all that? No, no, no. We don't get tested. I mean, I, I think the last time I, it was a contact high with an artist that we were interviewing. He, he decided to spark up a joint in there and we, I think I got like secondhand high. Oh, okay. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So that's the only way, right? Second high. Uh, I mean, I would probably wouldn't mind doing some edibles with wifey or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but. Because I have a story. I So when I didn't smoke for, since high school, now he was like 50 years old. So I gave him um, a joint for his retirement. He passed out. Three, <laughs> he actually fell. He almost fell in the fire pit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. So it is a little different. It's different, yeah. All right, man. I think I think we covered everything. Uh, Ricky, uh, Tree Lounge Coffee in uh, Camarillo. Where, what's the address? Where are you guys located uh, we're at? We're at 2364 Ventura Boulevard, uh, downtown, um, next to the church. And you guys uh, have an Instagram and everything that, that people can check out? If, yes, if they just do. search uh, Tree Lounge uh, Coffee. Tree Lounge Coffee. Yes. Uh, anything else you want to put out there? Uh, please support my son's coffee shop. And uh, his name is Matthew. Stop in and say hi. All right. Make sure uh, you say what's up. And uh, any, anything else you got, Brian? No? That, was, that was comprehensive, man. That was good. Yeah, man. You know what? Thank you again for changing the ener- my energy, at least. <laughs> because, I, like I said, man, when I got here complaining... I think we're we're all guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes after a long day at work, uh, I get up pretty pretty early. So by like five thirty, six o'clock, I'm already like kind of out of it. But uh, yeah, man, we need we need people. You're a talker. We need people like need you to talkers, change, yeah. change change the energy, man. All right. So uh, every every episode, I do a, a random question with people. Okay. And uh, your random question, uh, it's pretty easy, man. Have you have you ever met a celebrity? If yes, who 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 do you remember meeting? What celebrity? Mike Dirt from Green Day, mm. the guitar player. Oh. Yeah. A buddy of mine knows him personally. He came to the building. And it was pretty cool. Yeah. That's that's a band I haven't seen that I want to see. Oh, his! I went to the concert last year at Dodger Stadium. Oh, nice. It was epic. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's them and, uh, and uh, Rage Against the Machine that I want to see. Those are like like. Oh, two. man. I saw Rage. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. They, they were supposed to at do the Coachella. They were supposed to, oh, yeah. And uh, they canceled it, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that's yeah, yeah, that's like a bucket thing for me that I still want to do. Yeah, and they're both bands. I mean, Green Day still tours. I think I they 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 did no no no. I think they yeah. yeah. I think Is that their last one? No, yeah. They're, no, they're going to do another tour. Oh, they are. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I was looking them up and I seen that I I think they were like in Canada and I was yeah, like oh I can't go to Canada. <laughs> yeah, I, hopefully we'll get I'll get one or two tickets from him. Because through through my buddy, yeah, 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 I'll de- nice. I definitely want to check that out. And Rage Against the Machine. I mean, I know the Coachella show was going to be like mm-hmm. a reunion show, so I'm yeah. hoping, crossing my fingers that that they they do a reunion show for sure. Right yeah, man, that's that's a uh, definitely a, a good celebrity to me right there, man. Thank you so much once again, Ricky. And uh, if you are not following us on Instagram, make sure you guys give us a follow at Persistence Culture. Tell your friends about the podcast. Keep moving.